morning, Yellowstone County Attorney Scott Twido. Good morning, sir. How's everything going this morning? That's going great. Good morning to you. Well, a lot of things to talk to you about. Of course, uh, commissioners are over in the Stillwater building. How is construction going on in the county courthouse for those two new district court judges? Well, I'm pretty sure I heard a jackhammer the other day when I was walking up the stairs. I think they're in the demolition phase still, but... Um Peeking through the windows of uh, out of the stairwells through the doors, it uh, looks like they're making some progress. Let's talk about a case uh, that a uh, girl was raped here in Billings in 1987, uh, Ronald Tippin. Uh, that uh, looks like it might be going to the Supreme Court. Let's talk a little bit about that this morning, sir. You bet. Uh, Ronald uh, Tipton was charged by my office um, based on a, a discovery of DNA, and uh, we began to prosecute it, and we argued whether we could prosecute it based on the applicable statute of limitations and looking at ex post facto laws. Ex post facto laws are laws can't come into effect after the act occurred that can make that criminal or subject you to punishment. And in this particular case, um, we argued that rape has always been rape, and we wanted to prosecute him under the laws. Yeah, and so it's, it has to do with ex post facto litigation. It has to do with a case that was decided back in 2005, and it's uh, called the Stogner decision. It was a 5-4 to four United States Supreme Court decision that put ex post facto laws applicable to statutes of limitation created by any legislative body uh, in our state. And we... <laughs> felt that we had a good argument uh, because we wanted to prosecute this case. And right now, uh, we lost at the Montana Supreme Court. Uh, they said that uh, Stogner controls, and they can't do anything with Stogner because, of course, the Supreme Court is the, you know, the supreme law of the land. And um, they, uh, the Attorney General's office, uh, with coordination of my office, is looking at appealing the Montana Supreme Court decision to the United States Supreme Court in an effort to either distinguish or perhaps even overrule the Stogner decision. So if that happens, when would that case be heard from the U.S. Supreme Court? Of course, uh, they're in recess right now. They go back to work in October. So is that something that you're looking at maybe a year down the road if that all comes to be? Well, based on um, rules of uh, appeal, um, we have to apply to get a writ of certiorari in essentially the Supreme Court would view it, we have 60 days from the date of the decision. And so we have to uh, put together our arguments by October 3rd, and then, of course, the other side has a time to respond, and then the court makes a decision. I anticipate they'll make a decision whether we get that writ of certiorari within, uh, again, maybe six months, uh, and then when it actually comes, if, it, if they do grant that, it comes to hearing from the Supreme Court, that would be probably about a year, so you are correct. You know, you were talking a lot about statute of limitation. Does each crime have a different amount of time in that statute of limitation, like rape, uh, you know, theft? A lot of cases, uh, statute of limitations have evolved over the years. Of course, homicide has no statute of limitations. Um, rape cases um, can be dependent on the age of the victim, can be dependent on the type of, of, of uh, sexual crime it is. Um, generally, most felonies have a five-year statute of limitations. Um, 
essentially it's basically you know uh, we we have we they want the government to move forward they want the prosecution to keep moving you know and and try to prosecute these cases as as, as quickly as possible understanding that cases sometimes take time to um evolve or investigate and uh so it's you know they all happen but the, the statute in question is in 2007 montana passed statute based on dna um technology and its evolution that if um a crime was discovered, a sexual crime was discovered by DNA, and that person was conclusively identified by DNA, you would have one year after the statute of limitations had expired in a rape yeah. case to bring that prosecution. That's the statute that's really at, at issue uh, in this case in Tipton. On uh, Friday, I had uh, U.S. Attorney Kurt Almy in the studios, and we talked a lot about Project SAFE neighborhoods of course it was implemented here in Billings now Missoula and in a few months some other cities and counties across the state of Montana how's it doing in Billings Yellowstone County I, I uh, wonderful in fact uh, the US Attorney and I were on the phone last night talking about uh, some meetings we're gonna have in the coming weeks in terms of how we're uh, going to be handling these uh, issues but yeah we've we've uh, uh, our law enforcement agencies have made some good strides towards really coming after the most violent people in our community. Uh, the level of cooperation between federal, state, and local uh, law enforcement is at uh, an all-time high since I've been in the in, in office, and it's just been uh, wonderful to work uh, in conjunction with the U.S. Attorney's Office. You know, I talk with a lot of different law enforcement folks and everything like that, and uh, you have counterparts in other states around the United States, and when I talk with these different law enforcement officials, you know, you almost have to pinch yourself on how great the cooperation is, like between the U.S. Attorney, uh, County Attorney, uh, police department, uh, patrol, sheriff's office. Uh, some uh, some of these people in other you know states, uh, law enforcement. Uh, I think we're kind of you know kind of the pillar there. They probably envy us a little bit. Yeah, I mean, uh, we go out of our way to really communicate with each other. I think you've seen that before, Scott, with my level of cooperation with Mike or, or Rich. Uh, you know, we can always pick up the phone, talk to each other. We work through issues because we know that. And our goal is to just try to do our best to protect the community, and uh, that's kind of uh, that's kind of our overreaching objective. And so we're we're willing to do whatever it takes to work together to do that. And they're great guys too. I mean, yeah. it's good to work for, and they really care about this area. You know, getting back to uh, Project Safe Neighborhoods a little bit. You know, you got the county attorney, all these different law enforcement agencies. Can the community get involved at all in helping this? Yes, um, and we're that's kind of the phase two, and I, I imagine the U.S. Attorney talked a little bit about that. We're going to, and we have uh, really reached out to um, uh, our treatment folks, our local community treatment people, people that um, uh, can help us deal with those the low-level people that uh, are identified, the ones that are just the addicts, the ones we can treat in the community, the ones we want to you know break out of that cycle of addiction. And, uh, you know, any person in the community that knows someone suffering from that, uh, certainly that methamphetamine issue, we, we want to help. And we're going to go with a treatment model as well on the, on the other side of this uh, Project State Neighborhoods. So when you talk about treatment models, uh, would you, like, get the Rimrock Foundation involved in other agencies around the state of Montana and locally? Absolutely. Absolutely. And they've been great all the people have really embraced this in our community in the treatment world and have come forward and said what can we do to help how, how can we work through this problem together 
it's been uh, great. And again, my hat's off to you, attorney. He's really been the one that's uh, brought all this together. So, you know, talking about this uh, Project Safe Neighborhoods a little bit, you know, when it started, you said phase one, phase two. Is there a phase three or is it just phase one, phase two? Well, phase two for now. Uh, I'm certainly there'll be, we'll go into a, uh, another mold, but we got to des- decide uh, if we're doing the right thing. We're, you know, it's kind of evolving. So if we think we're having success, we're going to go to the next phase. If we think we're having success there, maybe there's something else we can do. I mean, the bottom line is we got some smart people coming together in this community that we're doing our best we can to tackle this problem. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how it evolves as it progresses.